everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal, and I'm here not by myself, but I'm definitely the only uh, member of my family available. And you know what that means. That means we're going to talk about a book. <sighs> but I'm not alone. Because no matter how dark these shadows stretch, uh, a hope never dies, and I have a friend, a close confidant that joins me in many literary journeys throughout the Star Wars universe. I bet he reads stuff that's not even Star Wars. Uh, no. With me, of course, is the king of all toms, King Tom Chansky. How you doing? I'm doing great, Sal. Thank you for having me. I mean, do you have time to read non-Star Wars stuff? <laughs> not really. I'll, t- I'll take up a comic every now and then. Yeah. No, I, 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 do, I do comics regularly. Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. do comics, but they're Star Wars, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, right. Hey, what else you read? I got, I got, a, I got a cookbook. I, oh, no, that's Star Wars, too. Huh. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I do a lot of Star Wars, King Tom. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of Star Wars to be done. That is fair. It's a good world in, uh, that, in that respect. Yeah. Just in that respect. We are going to be talking a Star Wars book, the recently released Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher. Uh, uh, spoilers, I enjoyed it. <laughs> As uh, did I. Yeah, it, it's a good book. And it's one of these books that, um, like, I don't want to look, I'm not trying to bring up my roguerebels.com review of it or anything, but if you go to roguerebels.com and check out the review, there is one. Uh, I topped Shadow Cast. Oh, I know what that means now. Okay. Um, I'm not as creative as I thought. Uh, I wrote a review and I said something like, the very best of like Star Wars media, like presents a very compelling story on its own, but it also adds depth and layers. Sometimes it can add depths and layers to like other media around it uh, or that's connected to it or whatever that means. It means different things for different stories. And I'm, I said that this book definitely does all of those things so far and so much so that I think like my next rewatch of rise of skywalker i am gonna go in with a bit more of an open mind Uh, yeah you know um yeah everything you said about the star wars books telling a story but connecting to other things that's absolutely right and this book does all that it 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 really sets up the sequel trilogy uh it pulls in things from the the prequels star wars is very by its nature it's very Mm self-referential But it uses things, it's not like, oh, there's Chewbacca walking through the background there. Uh-huh. It's it's not like that. It takes things from the prequels, from the, the original trilogy, from the sequels, from other books, from comics, from the expanded universe. And it uses them in a way that makes sense. Right. And like... Yeah, and in a in really creative, interesting ways that make mm-hmm. you want to see those things in a little bit of a different lens, right? Um, right. Which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I'm just gonna say another thing real quick. I have a playlist on Spotify that's like all the book episodes. If you're into books, um, I have different art that I use um, for the podcast that you're listening to to sort of like let you know, hey man, this is gonna be a book. If you're not into books, like dive out. But I kind of want to say, like, if you are thinking about reading this book, 
go check it out or maybe like listen to our spoiler free thoughts and then go check it out and then come back and listen to the spoilers. If you don't care about the books, we're probably going to give you a pretty nice little like plot dive through. So maybe just check it out because there might be something about this book that you like and you might like this episode talking about a book that you might not sit down and dedicate that 15 hours to read. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you might get a little bit of something out of it or at least see like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is if you're not interested in this book, don't turn off the podcast right away. Uh, you know, you might find something interesting uh, that 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 you might dig into. Because uh, usually that's my like my tell and my give to people is like the uh, I change the podcast artwork. Hey, this is going to be a comic episode. Hey, this is Obi Wan Kenobi episode. Hey, this is this um, to give people that out if they're like, oh, I don't care about the comics. Oh, I don't care about the books. Oh, I don't care about the video games. But this connects to a lot of stuff. I suggest. If you're not interested in the book, maybe uh, keep listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, check us out at therogerebels.com. Go like our Facebook page. We are on Instagram and TikTok at the Rogue Rebels. Nope, that is incorrect. I am on, nope, we are on Twitter at Rogue Rebels Fan. And recent show plugs. Oh, Star Wars Geek Girls finishing up their Kenobi episodes. Look, these girls are a little bit behind, much like my own podcast. But it's because, like, they're in college. <laughs> and uh doing college things uh i'm putting up spotify polls i don't think it's really doing anything i'm the only one voting in the polls but hey i'm having a lot of fucking fun so if you want to come join me over there go check you listen if you listen to us on spotify check out the polls and the random questions uh i think they're funny and if the question is like what was your favorite part of this book or favorite character then you know i didn't have time or was it very creative (laughs) when i came up with a question uh, other than that, let's see. News, real life. Uh, real life kind of sucks if you live in the USA right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. But hey, uh, I don't know if there's any new Star Wars news that is particularly relevant. So. I'm looking forward to A Princess and the Scoundrel. Yeah. Uh, I am like 70% through Padawan and enjoying that. So look forward to that. Uh, what else we got releasing? Uh, how about you, King Tom? <laughs> Anything? Uh, uh, not you know Star Wars stuff. Yeah, no, not real really life like news wise. I'm looking forward to Andor. Yeah. Oh, de- <laughs> definitely. That's you know I think we're within seventy days. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're like a month and a half away, huh? Yeah. I'm. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah. it, it, it'll be nice to to have that. Not that I I absolutely loved Obi Wan. Uh, but it'll be nice to right, get something a right. little bit different. Yeah. So, like, you know me as a, like as a fan, I kind of look forward to the fresh things. And Andor is one of the things that I was looking for a lot more than I was looking for an Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, yes, series yeah. of a dude that I know six movies about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, that Andor trailer was pretty awesome. Or teaser, whatever. Uh, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever they call it. <laughs> that was rad. I am looking forward to that Mexicans in space. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, like the Mon Mothma, like there, there's a lot of angles that's opening up on this show now that is getting me more interested. And the whole thing about, did they say every two episodes is a year? Oh, that's season two, right? Every three episodes, I think. I think something like that. So yeah, yeah. they said something like the first, uh, the first season is one year. Mm-hmm. And then second season, every three episodes is like a year. Okay. So that, you know, at the end of the 12 episodes or whatever, 
of whatever, it's going to like lead up into Rogue One. Yeah. Which, which I yeah. I love that idea. That does sound rad. Um that also boxes it in pretty much to be like, ah oh, crap, I guess like if they ever decide to do more stuff, they can't just be like, uh, season 2.5. Uh, and yeah. then it's like, this is six months. Every episode is six months or something. <laughs> uh, but like the fact that he's getting two seasons into this character that I was kind of digging around in um, because I said like when stuff like this happens, I sort of look the Kenobi. There's plenty of material. Boba Fett, maybe not a super whole lot of stuff, but there's a lot of there's some stuff out in canon uh-huh. right now. Andor, you got Rogue One and you got to like. Uh, Andor and K2SO comic. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Like he shows up for a scene in uh, Chewbacca and the forest of fear. And like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I like the character a lot. Mm-hmm. I like rogue. Like rogue one's my, one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Right. It might be my favorite. It's my favorite. Okay. I'll throw that down right now. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I really, I really like the character. I really like uh, the idea of like the spy. That's like, I like the idea of the rebellion having to do dirty work sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, that's how things get done. Um, so I'm really curious to see, you know, h- him sort of becoming the person that does the dirty work, but also, you know, they said a lot of the theme is like finding that person who's willing to give up his life for the cause. And mm-hmm. I like that idea too. Because that's what heroes do. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how he gets to be that character we see in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that, yes, it's going to be about him, but it's also about this idea of rebellion. And, you know, I, I love the, the, the rebellion. And I think Mon Mothma... What we've seen of her in the new canon from her appearance in Rogue One, her appearance oh, yeah. in Rebels, mm-hmm. it, it's interesting to see how she kind of towed the line for however, you know, t- t- right, right, whatever it was 15 years before she officially left the Senate and made yeah. the declaration. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of that cloak and dagger stuff. Yeah. And, and oh, man, that's it's so like that's something I'm really excited because we've. Not really. I mean, there's like a couple episodes of Rebels where, you know, Ezra goes in disguise. To, like, but like that's not the same thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. Um, yeah. I really like the character. I really like the actors. I really like. And like also the way the teaser kind of describes it. They're talking about like, hey, like this, these are people like people are starting to gather. People are starting to yeah. like. The idea of that building rebellion, it really takes me back to um, one of the, I think it's like the, the A New Dawn prologue or a little intro or something. And it's saying something about like, you know, these people, these leftover, like these things that the Empire has damaged as it like made its way, like grinding across the galaxy are left like these, you know, and the, the implication is, is, is Kanan, like these leftover Jedi, these survivors of whatever tragedy. They're like bombs waiting to go off. And it's like a a thematic element of that book. But I like that idea of like these people. Like, like that, the idea of like what becomes the rebellion is these people who's had enough and Mm -hmm. are finally deciding to do something about it. Um, Yeah. See, 
I, I always thought that was interesting because that reminded me of the prologue of the original Star Wars novelization, mm-hmm. which it, it it described how the the Old Republic, it, and this was from George at the time before he thought of any other Star Wars movies, uh-huh. but how the Old Republic withered away and was taken advantage of and became the Empire. Right. But the right. last part is this lo- quote from Senator Leia Organa, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Naturally, they became heroes. Yes, that that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. that line. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be a... Uh, that's a show I'm excited to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, I guess that does it for a Star Wars news and update talks. Um, I did not buy any toys recently, but hey, <laughs> guess what? Look what I did. I keep saying, ah, man, I'm like too old for toys. I bought my son a... Cl- a box of soap dr <laughs> squatch star wars soaps um look uh, i don't know how to else say it. i spent 40 dollars on soap but man does my son smell good <laughs> <laughs> at least it has a benefit i don't know what to tell you dude i i i like make hey i don't need toys i don't need more stuff on my shelves uh add to cart I don't know why. I don't know what like what it is that he brought that to my attention. And then I was like, you know what? Anything that encourages my teenage son to take a shower can't be a bad thing. Um, but those soaps came in, man, and they smell good. Nice. Uh, anyway, I guess we should get talking about the book, huh? Probably. All right. Uh, my spoiler-free impressions. I am like people who listen probably know that like Rise of Skywalker is not up high on my favorite star wars movies but um this book connected it it laid a lot of groundwork for that and like the sequel trilogy in general while like still like you said before connecting to old connecting to the prequels connecting a lot of pieces in a really compelling way that told a very very interesting story of luke and lando another duo that i didn't know that we'd ever see and needed Mm -hmm. um and Ray's like getting to know Ray's parents is some of the like some of the hidden not the hidden but like some of the real meat and, and joy that I got out, out of this book. Hmm. Um like getting to know them and their struggle and like what happened. Um and it is it is, it is that weird place again where we already know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time, like there is a lot more context added that I really, really enjoyed um, in a way that I did not expect to enjoy. I was like, okay, Luke and Lando, like that'll be fun in and of mm-hmm. itself. And I, I have, have been a big fan of Ochi of Bestoon since he started showing up at the comics. Yep. Same here. Um, so like another hidden gem, drunk Ochi, good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, I really enjoyed this book. Yeah, um, keeping things spoiler-free, uh, we kn- you know what's going to happen to all of the players Yeah, by the end of this book. The way it's written, though, there were, were times reading this book, I'm like, oh, they're, they're going to make it. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna escape. They're going to ditch Ochi and live as a happy, happy family in somewhere in the galaxy. Yeah. That, yeah. that was how this book read. It... It's 500 something pages um, and it tells a lot of story, but mm-hmm. there's suspense. There's, there's enough to keep it interesting. It moves along 
and you really feel for these characters. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And it's, and it's, it's, uh, it's not like, uh, I've heard, like there's a, a few things happening in this book. There's Exegol stuff. There's the parent stuff. There is Luke stuff. And the Sith stuff in this book, like, is not necessarily connected to the Exegol stuff sometimes. No. So, and then there's the Lando stuff, like, and it, it, it connects in a weird way, but not in the ways that you think. Like I was reading this book and I was like, okay, this is going to be about this and that. But, and and like, as the characters discover, even the characters think that it's all connected. And like, at some points realize that like a few of these things diverge. Mm -hmm. Um, But, it's it's a so it's a little more complex than I imagined. Yes, but it is it is very very satisfying. It adds layers in a way that I didn't think. Uh, not that I didn't think was like capable or anything like that, but definitely like unexpected. Like mm-hmm. the the parents are the obvious one. Uh, like Ray's family, like getting right. to know them gave me this real heartache. Uh, at what the inevitable conclusion of that story is going to be. Um, Ochi, I was just glad to see and happy to see because he was Ochi again. Uh, But the Luke stuff and then even like how that connects to the Exegol, you know, he's having these visions and like, you know, this is all off of, I mean, maybe not all of it, but this is a lot of this is off of like throwaway lines, not throwaway, but you know, random, like, ah, me and Luke went in and tried to hunt down Exegol way back in the day with Ochi of S2, and we couldn't blah, 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 figure it out. And it's like these, you know, just like these rebel spies have stolen the hidden plans, like these one little throwaway lines that they create so much depth and so much, like this complete 500-page story from. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, yeah. And do it well. Right. And... And knowing it's about Exegol and the Sith, you think it's going to go one way in terms of the villain, but the Sith is not the Sith you think it's going to be. Yes, yes. And and it manages to keep things separate, which is good for the saga as a whole. Right, right. It like, it, it points at these things and it hints at these things and like we as an audience for the most part are going to know the, anybody who reads this book has probably seen rise of Skywalker. Um, so you, you probably have more knowledge than the characters in these books. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like the twists and turns that happens, you don't see all of them coming. Uh, right. You see a few of them coming though. And that sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess let's get into the spoiler stuff and, uh, Talk about this book, man. So this is your last chance. Uh, get out if you want to read it. <laughs> if not, okay. The book opens uh, with like Ray's family. Mm-hmm. So we get we get names. Dathan is the father, and Miramir is the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like them, and I really like the uh, like like their stories play out like throughout the, throughout uh, the book, obviously, but. You know, Dathan, he's he's lived his whole life, like, kind of running away. And whatever they're running from, he knows it's, like, it's him that they want, right? You know? Right. He knows it's whatever connection to his, quote, father or 
his 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 origins and all that that is coming for them and miramir is this really cool like she's a pilot and she knows how to fix stuff so you get a little bit of she's that. got the talent in the family yeah yeah you get but you get a little bit of the seed of you know like ray's over there scavenging and like building little you know mm-hmm. uh with her stick or whatever um like i get a lot of that energy from miramir and like the father's a little bit pessimistic, but man, like he was raised on this really crappy world where it's always night and there's always lightning and it's always dusty mm-hmm. uh, and everybody is a cultist. <laughs> so I can understand that he might see the glass half empty sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like running and they sort of like get attacked by some bounty hunters and then like they get rescued by Halo Squadron, which is this new Republic X-Wing squadron. Uh, you know, and, and Dathan is very much like, we can't trust anybody. We don't, you know, we can't, like, they got my, they're all hunting us. We don't know who to, like, but Miramir decides to trust, like, one of the people. And, like, there's a weird, um, there's a weird, like, bureaucracy to the New Republic. Like, the, like, squad leader or whatever, you know, of the pilots is just like, oh, whatever. Like, you people just need to get on your way because you're not part of the New Republic. Um watch where you're flying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas like one of the, uh, you know, the lesser, whatever regular pilots is just like, Hey, I'll take all your stuff down and report and, you know, I'll file it. So hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe somebody can, cause they, they basically Miramir decides to tell them that they're being hunted by the Sith, mm-hmm. you know, and the rest of the people kind of laugh her off, but one person takes the report. Um, and sort of like, it even gives them a, like, Hey, Maybe you should head here. It gives them a sort of uh, a destination for some help, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's interesting, like just like the burgeoning New Republic and all that kind of stuff. And like what we know is going to happen is they're just going to be like, oh, first order. There's no threat. Ah, They're just like a political like, you know what I mean? Like it's also, it's the same song that we've kind of heard before. Yeah. Um, they love to ignore the bad guys. Yeah. But just like the people in it and, and like seeing back when we were like man here comes the x-wings and they're gonna like do cool stuff and like now we're kind of in that mandalorian world we're like oh the x-wings are cops yeah (laughs) um and like i i kind of feel for this family (laughs) Mm -hmm. like they got this little girl and they're like just running and they're like throw headphones on her while they're trying to like have shootouts and like yes hey can you just like play this little game real quick earmuffs um (laughs) And that's really sad and tragic to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man. Um, so from there, we kind of go to Luke. And we we get the planet name. It's Ossus. That's where his temple is. Yeah. Um, I really like that because I remember like old school Ud Banar and Odan Ur and all those guys <laughs> who like used to kick it on Ossus back in the Tales of the Jedi days. Oh, I can't say that anymore. Tales of the Jedi is going to be something else now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I like I like the idea that they pulled it for it to be Asus. Um, I don't know if anybody else cares, but I'm like, hey, no, I, I, like, I like it. I like it. I dig it. Um, But I guess what's going on is he keeps having visions of what we know as Exegol, but he keeps seeing this hidden Sith world, this hidden Sith world. Um. And I like the idea that he like kind of feels this disturbance, but it's coming to him. Like the force is giving him visions, but he can't pinpoint it. And we know 
you know, from episode nine, we know that he'd like did some research and he tried to find Ochi in the way like because Ray is like, oh, I have it all in this book. Like Luke and Lando tried to find it. Blah, blah, blah. Look, they drew a wayfinder. That's how you do it. Um, and like we know he never he never he never solves the mystery. No, but he's 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 on to it. Yeah. But it's like the force is giving like the force is showing him something's going down mm-hmm. and he, you know, he never quite, he never quite nails it in his lifetime. But uh, like the yeah. things that the paths that he does leave unfinished, you mm-hmm. know, Ray literally finishes what he started. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a cool. good way of putting it. I like that. I like that. I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, okay. My boy. Ochi is researching how to get back to Exegol, and he's abusing his little droid. Oh, yeah. I don't like that, dude. So mean to Dio. He has a, like, special Dio hitting stick. Yes. He's like, I found this stick, and, like, this is, it doesn't do anything except beat Dio. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, I'm laughing now, but I promise I feel really bad. Uh, It's, it's the worst. And then, like, you know, like, that connects to Dio, where he's like, ah, ah, no, thank you, no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Um, but he's basically, Ochi is trying to reach Exegol because he knows all the secrets and, like, not quite immortality, but he's like, I can be reborn. and Because he was blinded there yeah, in the comics. Was, yeah, and he's been there before. Mm-hmm. So he knows about the, uh, the Wayfinders and stuff. Vader kind of took him against his will, but... He knows it exists. He's been there. He rode a giant monster. (laughs) Or no, he rode like under Vader and then Vader rode a giant monster. Uh, That those books got bananas. They, they did. Uh, It was pretty rad though. And he's excited to go back because he thinks there will be the secrets to like, not just healing or being rebuilt. He thinks he'll be like reborn there and be able to, uh, whatever, uh, you know, get his eyes back or whatever, like incompleteness that he feels he wants to go back. Um, and like the servants of Exegol come to him, the, the, the cultists, whatever you want to call them. When, when this happened, was Kiza with them? I don't think so. Cause there's one okay. in the lead, but I don't think it's her. I thought originally I thought it was her. Yeah. The first time reading the the first time I like got that scene, I thought it was her, and then later on, finding out what she's doing, I'm like okay, maybe that wasn't her. So okay, yeah, not yeah. Kiza. I yeah, I think I did the same thing. Like I thought it was her at first, and then later I was like, mm, I guess it wasn't. Um, but regardless of who it is, it seems like it's Exegol cultists who come yeah. to him, and they're like, okay, you want to go back to Exegol? Find this family bring them to Exegol and then you can stay and hang out and have some cheese or beers with us or whatever. <laughs> um, no, we go cheap beers. Yeah. Ochi. Oh yeah. You got Ochi's drunk in this book quite a bit. And that was mm. also entertaining. And he will drink anything. <laughs> I forgot about that. I caught that today. Uh, <laughs> I was doing the audiobook uh, just to get a little bit of catch up, but yes, good times. <laughs> Ochi is not above hand sanitizer. I <laughs> pretty sure uh so he's jazz dude like all the answers that he's been hunting for for these what 15 years have fallen right into his lap somehow mm-hmm. and they give him a knife yeah you know what this knife is right mm-hmm. 
when they give him the knife. Um, I know what this knife is. What I like that this book does is it takes that knife and makes it something a little bit more plausible into what it later becomes in episode nine. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a magic knife. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, uh, some people were watching episode nine and being like, how did they know that she was going to stand in that exact place and the wreckage would be in this exact shape so the knife could point at this exact... Hey, it's a magic knife, dude, and it's changing forms. The knife is drinking blood. There's a lot of yes. stuff happening with this knife. So like, yeah, the knife was whatever it needed to be to lead her wherever she needed to go so the knife could go back to Exegol. It's the Star Wars version of an enchanted knife. It is very enchanted. Um, and... It, like, I did not realize at first that it was drinking blood. <laughs> the yeah. knife is totally drinking blood mm-hmm. through this whole book. And the knife kind of, like, the knife in a very Sith way, like, I don't want to say, like, possesses Ochi, but it very much, like, leads him and empowers him to be more than he is. It it get It gives him the drive to kill certain people. Yeah, it, it makes Ochi like, you know, it, 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 this is a, it's like leveling him up with some like Mega Man X style armor. Yeah. Or, or you know, like upgrades that make mm-hmm. Ochi like a good 60% more formidable. Yeah. Um, and, and in yeah. Rise of Skywalker, Ray says something like terrible things have happened with his knife. And that line doesn't come off as, you know, overstating it. Right, 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 right. You can if if Ochi gets this, if the knife has a vibe, what Ray says makes complete sense. Yes, dude, the knife has a vibe. Thank you very much for putting it that way. Uh, and that knife has done terrible things, most of them within a week. Yes, <laughs> like that knife had one hardcore week and then was lost for like thirty years or twenty years. What are we looking mm-hmm. at? Fifteen years, seventeen years? Yeah, f- yeah, fifteen or so. You I think. Know? Um, so Ochi gets his knife, these cultists bounce and, uh, Ochi's all jazz. He's got a mission. He's got a purpose. He's ready to go again. He flies. You actually kind of feel good for him. Uh, I'm excited to see Ochi back in action. Yeah. So I'm like, Ochi just equipped a new weapon. I am. I can't <laughs> wait to see where this goes. I haven't get seen Ochi Get equipped in a while. with death knife. <laughs> get equipped with death knife. Plus three to stats. Uh, yep. you know, <laughs> knife drinks blood of enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, where does he go? Straight to a bar. Yep. <laughs> okay. Here's where we catch up with Lando. Um, I did not... Okay. Lando is a character that I like quite a bit. Lando is another character that has... Lando's a little bit more in the middle for me. Uh, as far as, like, content-wise. Like, okay. he's not so saturated like Han and Luke and Leia. How, like, you can, you can... you can, There's 27 books... And comics and movies about each of those characters. Mm-hmm. Lando's in a couple of movies. Lando's in a couple of comics. Lando's in a couple of books. Mm-hmm. But I know Lando. But I also like when there's a Lando. Hey, that's that's fresh. I'm not like, oh, another Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. Lando hits that spot for me where I'm like, okay, I'm very curious to see Lando in this. Now. Last time I saw Lando, he was uh, giving uh, his little nephew, Ben, uh, trying to give him a cape and a, a gun and a mustache comber for his like second birthday. Yeah. Um, 
and I know what Lando's future is. Um, so catching up with Lando here in this spot, he's kind of in the middle of all that. But in the very like Force Awakens Han Solo kind of way, it seems he's taken his sadness and reverted to his kind of familiar old ways, right? He's just at this station like gambling on Sabacc. Yeah, he he does want to look for his daughter. Right. Like he, he is yeah. in in a mind mindset where he's looking for her any clue as to what happened to her. And, and yeah. Uh yeah, I was, was going to say at this point she's been gone 6 years, right? It's yeah, it was a while. Yeah. So like it's at this weird point where he's you know, whatever there's no you know, like everything's gone cold. All of his friends that were helping him have sort of gone back to their, you know, like I'm sure people, if he asked, they would be there to help him. But they've also like, there's there's no more stones left to turn that anybody can mm-hmm. find. So he's kind of at it alone. And then he's just reverted to his old ways. Like, well, I'm just going to go to the station and gamble for a while until I pick something up. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's a little, it's a little weird. And it's a, it's, it's sad in a. I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I can, like, recognize it as a grown... Like, I cannot imagine losing a child like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, like... But I understand this dude, like, he's he's lost. You know what I mean? Like, he's lost, so he's just like, hey, I'm just here at Boxer Point Station, and I'm just going to play some sabak, mm-hmm. you know, and get back to it. He's been doing this for six years, you know? Um, and I wonder, they, they never say this either. They never say who the mother is. Cause that's the thing that I was very excited to, cause I, I was looking to see if it was going to be, I forgot her name. Uh, mm-hmm. starts with a K Casca Casca. No, that's not it. Thanks. That's, that's a Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I forgot the name, but the girl in last shot. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I, I I was very curious to see Lando at this time, and this book very much rewards that. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, what did you think of uh, his his journey, his space, his headspace? It it made sense, and just like Ochi's, you know, you had tremendous empathy for the character. Is especially how you know he he's brought in, like you said, gambling and just looking for any any thread that could l- be a possible lead to finding his daughter. Um, right. I didn't even realize they they didn't say the mother's name. Um, yeah, they never say it. But you know he he's he's a guy who probably knows half the galaxy. Half the galaxy owes him favors, but at the same time, no one's helping him out anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's clear that, like, they did at some point. Like, at some point in the book, it's like, hey, man, people came with him, people helped him out, people went right. looking, people asked questions. And it's clear, it, like, it, like what the book made it seem very much is that, like, not that he had exhausted all the favors, but everybody did what they could. And everybody right. was there if they could do anything else. But it's like nobody, like, none of those, like, basically that they had turned all the stones and were left with no where to go you know right and, and then like, he yeah go ahead oh and then you know he gets this one tip and 
because I think what happens is he he's at the bar getting getting drinks, mm-hmm. and he overhears Ochi and these other chumps talking. Ochi's at the bar. Ochi's at the big surprise Drinking, there, getting yeah. drunk, and all he's doing is like, ah, I'm, I'm working for the Sith again, y'all. I cannot wait to kidnap this kid. Well, d- does he say that first, or does he say he's kidnapping first? Because I I thought he said he's kidnapping. Which got Lando interested, and then Ochi said, I'm working for the Sith. Yeah, he's like, did you, I told you, did I ever go to Exegol? I told you I went to Exegol. Like, and that's what's happening. He's literally mm-hmm. at the same bar that this dude is at. And he overhears right. somebody talking about kidnapping, turns his head, because this could be the one lead. And it's mm-hmm. Ochi, and he's drunk texting out loud. Yes. His homies at the bar, bragging about working for the Sith and getting on this new kidnapping thing and like, you know, he ends up bringing them on like, hey, you guys come help. You know, like building his little crew, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah. And that like, that sets Lando off because he's like, hey, if they're kidnapping people, maybe they're, you know. Maybe they know. Yeah. Um, any little thread in a uh, in an ocean of nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it's like the Sith. You know, once he hears them say he's working for the Sith, he's like, what? They're dead. Well, if there's one guy I know that knows about the Sith, I know who to call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, that's what gets us to our uh, inevitable conclusion that we know is coming. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Drunk Ochi at the bar. Drunk Ochi at the oh, bar. It's good times. Oh, and uh, gentle reader, this is not the last time we're going to see Drunk Ochi in this book. Nope. Oh, man. This is good times. Are you are you loving Ochi in the comics right now? I, I am. Yes, especially I, I do, you know, the whole being Darth Vader's hype man. Uh, <laughs> I love that element. I'm 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 a little bit confused. And this, this is going to be a spoiler for the comics. Uh, uh, if, if Ochi is Crimson Dawn or Sith or playing both sides against the middle at that, that that gets a bit confusing. He's such a like he's such a twerp. I think he's just doing the like I'm playing whoever's winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, think. When Vader comes through, he's going to be like, I was on your whole time. I was on your side the whole time. I'm waiting for you, boss. No. Wait for you. Or if they kill Vader, he's going to be like, that's right. Await the dawn. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's such a slime, dude. He's such a scum. Like, he's like, like the hype man thing is what initially drew me to him. When he showed up in the comics, I was like, what? They're going to be Ochi, that dude that was in the, that dude that had a knife in that movie that one time. For right. those two seconds. Um, you know, but there's, he's just like one horrifying visage that you get in a, uh, is that pronounced visage that you get in a, uh, you know, flashback scene of a movie and then they're putting in the comics and I did not expect him to be this weird, like slimy, Mm. uh, whatever he is, but he's, he's so funny, dude. I don't even know how to describe him. There's gotta be a good guy version of him, right? I would maybe a young Lore Santeca. Yeah. I mean, like he's a little Han Solo. He's very braggy and very like, ah, I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. Like, but like, he's just loud. <laughs> yeah. Like way louder than that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then of course, like that against Vader, I think is like, that's the initial charm, right? You get this really braggy, loud, ridiculous person. And Darth Vader, who doesn't mm-hmm. talk at all. Um, yeah. 
So that's what drew me to him in the comics. And now that his story is sort of snowballing into its own thing, um, watching that go, go along has been fun. I really want to see where that goes. But now that we end up here, um, I like that he's still that. Like, he's still this weird, braggy, drunk guy at a bar. Mm-hmm. But I also like that he does turn into that horrifying thing that Ray touches the knife and sees in the flashbacks. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he is deadly in his own way when it's when it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the knife gives you plus, plus a three to dexterity. <laughs> you know, <laughs> drinks the blood of your enemies. All that good stuff. Um, so let's see what we got here. Yeah. So Lando overhears this stuff. Lando reaches out to one of his old contacts and it's my boy Shriv. Yep. You played Battlefront 2, I assume. I did. I didn't. I Maybe just I, I was so used to Shriv in, in Battlefront and uh, Ri- Resistance, Resistance Reborn. Reborn. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I was expecting a little bit more fun Shriv and fun Lando. Yeah, uh, yeah. Didn't, didn't get as much of that, but it was still yeah. good to see him. He, he's he's good. He only pops up a couple of times. You don't. He doesn't. He doesn't come in for the long haul. Uh, mm-hmm. And he does get a couple of little witty lines in. A few, yeah. Yeah, but it is not like oh man, that level in Battlefront Two where oh, he's that's... just there the whole time is the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Resistance Reborn. That was another one of those books that I was like, man, this is this is a this is a piece of work. This is really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Some of these uh, sequel era books, they really do a good job of hitting that spot and adding that depth to some of these things that you like barely see. Um, mm-hmm. Like that one, Resistance Reborn. I really like how much they go into Poe dealing with the aftermath of his mutiny. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And like the guilt and stuff, it's like, and like, and, and the reaction to it as well. You know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. I really like the, the depth of that book, the time that it takes with that, with something that is like a, not a throwaway line, but like, you know, something that is sort of glossed, not glossed over in the movie, but, um, you, you get a little more into the depth and of his guilt and, and how he decides to uh, deal with that and how the rebellion or the resistance or whatever, deals with that too Mm -hmm. Uh, that's another good book all right so uh what are we at oh yeah so shriv is like hey yeah we heard about this thing and sort of points him at the halo squadron stuff and the report that that uh wonderful little flight pilot took Mm -hmm. no thanks to her uh (laughs) supervisor (laughs) or whatever all right uh so back over here this is my indiana jones scene uh, Lor Santeca and Luke are heading to Yoturba because Lor Santeca is like, hey, man, uh, they're digging up some stuff. They think it might be an old Jedi temple or something, so we should go check it out. And then Luke is like, yeah, cool. I'm having vision of Exegol, but whatever. <laughs> and they go, and then they go, and who do we meet but a young, in his, doing his, what, college semester, <laughs> whatever, is Beaumont Kin. Yep. Uh, working his uh, dig site and things. And he's all upset because he's like used all of his grant money and they haven't found anything. And he's like so sad uh, that his like it was his whole project and it hasn't really amounted to anything. When suddenly somebody kills somebody. <laughs> um, so they find some Sith stuff. They find like a really messed up uh, holocron mm-hmm. and some Kyber shards. Smashed up, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Smashed up. Yeah. 
and so like this person that came into contact with the shards he lost his mind and killed somebody else mm-hmm. uh and then sort of luke goes over there and like collects the shards and is like nobody should touch these i'm gonna take these well matt kane is like oh cool we found something except now that luke has taken it and somebody killed somebody this is not a great time either but i found something at least um so it was kind of cool to see Beaumont Kin because I was uh, picturing this dude in the whole scene. And his supervisor is like this weird bird species. Yes. <laughs> the uh, the uh, voice actor of the book <laughs> made that very, very known. Uh, but when they did, like, in the book it's described, oh, he had like this accent. Um, but the 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 audiobook person did not give it like the Beaumont Kin. It was like a different accent. And I was like, oh, that doesn't quite fit. Like <laughs> I know what Beaumont Kin sounds like. But that bird. <laughs> okay. Uh so yeah, like they he does find something and he does find and he like does have like a vision of Exegol and he does collect the shards and really try to like get that figured out. And um that takes him to his next step. And then there's a flashback and it's got none other than one of my favorite Jedi, Depa Balaba. Mm-hmm. I did not see this coming. It's no, Deba, I... it's, it's Ochi hunting Depa Balaba mm-hmm. and being like, ah, ha, ha. like she's just, a, her master's not even here to protect her. And then Mace Windu shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Mace Windu shows up and like, apparently Ochi survived that. Like that's the end of the flashback. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised that that there was really no no uh, resolution to that. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a weird it was almost like there's a weird like cuz like half of the time he's drunk he's like, "Yeah, I used to hunt Jedi in the Clone Wars." Yeah. Like that's the line he keeps saying is like, "Hey, I was a Jedi hunter. I'm so good at hunting Jedi." And I'm like, "This has literally never happened before." Right. And then they were like, "Here he is, hunting Depa Balaba." And I'm like, "Okay, it's happened once." Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even look like he's successful because uh, she seems to be okay for a while. Uh, like, let's put it this way. I know it wasn't Depa that killed her. I mean, I know it wasn't Ochi that killed her. Yeah. Um, yeah. My but we, you know, canon. we know he survives an encounter with her and Mace. And Mace, right, right. And more so Mace. Like, it seemed like he yeah. was kind of doing like a sniper thing. And then Mace was like, what's up? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, I like that. <laughs> That was really fun, but yeah, it's a very, like, unfinished... It is the intro to an anime that we never got the end of. Right. Um, but yeah, that was exciting. I like seeing Devil Blood every chance I can get. Shout out to uh, cool Caleb Doom's master. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Luke takes those little shards to Tython and starts to see if he can really connect to discover this secret or the, whatever this thing is. Now I got a really good question for you here, but basically is what happens is you go to Tython and he goes to Tython and you and me are probably like, man, that's the place where Grogu was sitting like, take Yoda. That's how he knows how it is. Ah, how cool was that? Boba Fett flew his ship there one time. <laughs> Luke, look off the cliff. Is there a whole blown up ship? That's the laser crest. <laughs> yeah. Um, is I didn't there, even think of that. Is there yeah. a jetpack sitting on the floor? <laughs> uh, so he goes to Tython to use the seeing stone to see if he can like, you know, manifest like he's, he's trying to figure out what the force is trying to tell him about Exegol. 
clearly it's pointing to Exegol, and that's what he's trying to figure out when these shards seem to point in that direction or whatever. So he uses the seeing stone, and he has another vision of Exegol, right? Mm-hmm. And in this vision, he fights what in my mind look like these really badass, like Sith Wraith ghosts, almost like the Lord of the Rings guys. Like, yeah, like smoke kind of. Yeah, they like they're solid and then they're not solid. Right. And there's nine of them and they have lightsabers. Mm-hmm. And he's like facing them, and he's and he's he's on Exegol at this point, in his vision mm-hmm. at least, right? And he's there, and he's on Exegol, and he's fighting these things, and they like sort of dis- like he they're they're unbeatable because they disappear. You know, when he whenever he tries to kill one, they just like dissolve into dust and then reform. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like this very unwinnable battle. He's fighting nine visions. Yeah, <laughs> he's in this place, and he's like doing the Luke Skywalker thing, and he's like. Okay, and what this book is also delivering on, like, I don't like thinking about this in terms of, like, some Star Wars fans, they get very much on this, like, power level kind of thing. Well, Luke is stronger than everybody, so he should always be winning. I don't like looking mm-hmm. at things like that, because that's not how real life is. You could be really, really good, uh, but sometimes you slip. Um, sometimes you miss a punch. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not how real life works. Um, but, damn, if they do such a good job of making him seem like this warrior, this yeah. Jedi warrior that he he's, he's fully a Jedi Knight. Now he is in the zone with his lightsaber stuff. Um, and the fights in this book are described as such. Uh, and I, I, I do like seeing that. I like Luke being competent. I like Luke, being powerful so it probably delivers on a lot of those you know a lot of the people who are like why isn't luke strong like he's strong when he needs to be strong y'all like but fighting is not always the answer but he's fighting nine race so that's kind of cool um and he's not sure how he's gonna win this battle he's not sure how he's gonna get home and then you know what lightning strikes boom boom and uh, the cloaked figure a blue lightsaber ignites and like shines these uh, Sith demons away and brings him back from Mexico mm-hmm. to Tython. And who is it? It's none other than Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. That was a dope reveal. Yes. Like, and that was an excerpt that was released early. But man, that it scene still plays. was. Yeah. That that is it was well done. And it was also like weirdly done, um, like as in the, the follow up to it, like. So here's my question for you, I guess. Was he really on Exegol for a minute? Like, did the Seeing Stone take him there? I thought he was. I thought that was a very early version of... Of his, like, transportation, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. But maybe it was more like his physical body than just his spirit. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Well... I mean, I'm, it, it sounds like almost comparable to what happens in episode eight, right? He mm. was there, but he wasn't there. You know what I mean? And that right. took all that focus for him to bring. Because then when, like the scene that follows, Anakin is explaining, like, it took all my power to bring you back. Um, mm. So I, I think 
like that's my comparison is like that's what it feels like it felt like he was there in mm. as much as he was on crate you know like yes he was that level of there um and he couldn't just unmeditate to come back mm. um like the seeing stone was amplifying him it, it took him there for a second right um, and anakin i think he dropped one of the lines that he said to ray in rise of skywalker find the i think he said something like find the balance as as i did oh yeah he does say that okay like this is a really good scene it's a really interesting scene and anakin doesn't sound like like we're so used i mean we're so used to young anakin and passionate jerk anakin you know what i mean that force ghost anakin is a little extra level in that uh uh What's the word I'm looking for? That gravitas. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that he just didn't have in life. It, like, right. He, he didn't he never played it like that. Um, but they also do a weird thing where. Because he used so much of his power. I like the idea. Like they, they mentioned in the in the you know, it, he's described as like he looked like this Jedi, you know, this young Jedi. And then he looked like this old man. And then he looked like, you know, like the shadow would flicker. Like as if he used his so much of his power that he couldn't really maintain his image, form, whatever, force ghostness. And he was sort mm-hmm. of flicking back between what, Sebastian Shaw and Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it's like a little weird thing and a little bit of a weird life thing, but it was also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um and it took me back to that concept art from like The Force Awakens, where they're like they drew like the force ghost sort of flickering between the like mask of Vader and Hayden. Yes. Um, yeah. Like it had that kind of vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was saying like, you know, this, this evil, this evil that you're there, you're looking for. It's a shadow cast long. And like in my head, the whole time I'm thinking like, so does he know or does he not know? Like he's been to Exegol. Like he knows about Exegol, mm-hmm. but like, but he's also like, I'm clouded too. Like I can't right. see so, like, it all. Yeah, they pr- maybe doesn't know about Palpatine. Right, right, right. He thinks he died in the in the pit too. Right. You know, or at least like that. That averts a lot of the. You know, why didn't Force Ghost just be like go left? Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, and that's a dark side clouds everything. Go go, go talk to this weird looking spider on top of a baby head on mustafar mm-hmm. that's all you got to do oh the spider on top of the baby head king tom why didn't you tell me that before <laughs> tell, tell tell him tell him oh vader sent you you know how many times i walk past the spider on top of the baby head <laughs> <laughs> literally see it every day on the way to work was it was it the eye of webbish bog was the that eye the of name webbish bog. Yes. Of, yep. thank you because i forgot <laughs> uh good times yeah. um you know i hear there's a forest on mustafar now <laughs> go look at my old backyard take a picture for me (laughs) um so he talks to his father and he sort of gives him the advice of like this is a shadow cast long this is an ancient evil Mm -hmm. um but like it's it's it endures still and the dark side is clouding everything and like Mm -hmm. me as a reader assume what i think i know what he's talking about and i'm wrong Yep. But I'm also not wrong because I feel like he doesn't know what he's talking about either. Mm. <laughs> like, I feel like he's saying the same. He's saying what he knows. And it's the same cloud that I think I know what it is. Mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, as we are going to find out, it leads into a little bit of a different direction. Oh, but man, this is a this is a good chapter of a book. Yes. Um, it's got Tython, it's got Luke, it's got Anakin, it's got Seeing Stones, it's got Exegol, it's got like Force Wraiths. Um, and I feel like he did the same. Like I feel like they described the move that he does in the Last Jedi, where he like ducks under and spins out. Yes, yeah. And I was like, that's what he did in the Last Jedi. <laughs> y'all, mm-hmm. y'all are using the same. Good, good job, Adam Christopher. You throwing in that move. I like that move. Um, but I'm a lightsaber guy. I might picture these things too much. Uh, so who shows up on Tython, but his old boy Lando Mm -hmm. and Lando's like, and Luke is like, yo, you got to go right now. Like there are crazy things happening. I just talked to my dad. Um, Mm -hmm. I have red crystals and somebody on another planet killed somebody else. (laughs) And Lando is like, sir, um, the Sith are doing things and we need to help these people. Uh, because I just heard from Ochi that the Sith, they're hunt, they're kidnapping people and a family. Uh, so you need to come with me. And then he's like, what? It's the Sith. And Lando's like, that's what I said. And they're like, well, maybe we should figure it out then. And Lando's like, okay, well, let me just hit up my boy real quick. <laughs> and Shriv is like, hey, they're on Nightside. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so they go to Nightside, which apparently, so I guess like in the report, the girl told, like, she took down the whole story and like, hey, we're getting hunted by Sith. Okay, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, information about the, what, the hex charm or whatever it is, the symbol. Mm-hmm. And that's like the thing where like, ah, oh, it's a, that is a hex charm. I know what that is. That is an actual. So that like gives it a little more than just hearsay. So Luke sort of, you know, can glean onto that. Um. But I think the girl basically says, hey, I sent her to an old contact that might be able to help them out because they seem like they needed some help. And Lando's like, I know that dude, Zargo mm-hmm. and Aximander. Hell of a name. Yeah. Um, so they go to Nightside and it's like this whole planet that's run by this dude, Zargo and Aximander. Uh, and he's but, a um, Zeltron, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But he's got yeah. tattoos that move. Yes. That's yeah. rad. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so the family gets there and then they're like, you know what? Maybe things are going to be all right. Like, and then Zargo and Aximander's like, what y'all got to work with? And they're like, no, we don't have anything. They said you could help us. Why would I help you if y'all don't got nothing to work? Like, and he basically imprisons them because they don't have anything. Right. And then they're, and then like Dathan is like, see, I told you we couldn't trust anybody. And then Miramir's like, oh, man, like we were this close. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Luke and Lando show up. And they're trying to like get this thing like done out. And he's kind of like, Hey, I used to know this dude. It might be all right. Um, and then, which later turns into like, I mean, I knew him, but it's been a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he used to help the rebellion back in the old days, but it turns out he's just kind of running his little scam planet there and, and uh, looking for profit and not much else. So they figure out that they've got the family there. Like, you know, they got R2 and he's like, hey, a couple of these things are locked down. Hey, that's that ship. That's the ship that was under the register. Oh, and the other ship are like, oh, look. Oh, crap. They're stealing his ship. Because uh, basically he, Zargo and Hexamander imprisons them on his like luxury ship. And then like Miramir steals it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all in all, a pretty dope way to get out of jail is take the jail. <laughs> uh, I'm, I was pretty pleased when that started happening. 
And like, they're sort of like looking like as this is happening, they're kind of like cutting, they're like slicing into the security man. The R2, bring this up. Like, okay, like this. And that's his ship. Like, hey, is that them? That looks like them. Oh, look, there's a kid back there. What are they doing? I think they're stealing the ship. And the like, not the like plot twist, but like this whole book, they never like quite catch up to them. Uh, Like Lando and Luke are like a step behind the whole time. Lando talks to him through the, the, the cockpit yeah, yeah. glass. Yeah. Yeah. And like Luke sort of goes to like figure out what's cause basically the, the station starts getting attacked or night side or the planet or whatever. Um, which they're like, what, what is going on? Like who's attacking? And they're like, Oh no, no, no. The Sith have come to like, come get her or this or that. But basically what happens is Zargo, like, Zargo figures out that they got a bounty on them. The bounty's placed by Ochi because Ochi put a big ass bounty. So, cause he's going to get hmm. paid by the Sith. And then Ochi, like, so then Zargo calls Ochi and is like, all right, I got your people. And Ochi's like, all right, cool. I'm going to send my people to come pick him up. Then Ochi calls the droid crush, which we ain't seen in a minute and mm-hmm. hires them to just go steal the family back. And I'm like, okay, this is like beyond ridiculous. So then like, there's an attack at the station and Zargo's like, what's going on? Who are these people attacking us? And it's like, Ochi just sent people to attack the station so he could just take the the family. Uh, Luke and Lando are there going like, I don't know what's going on. People are attacking. Luke's like, I'll be back. And Lando's like, I'm going to try to help these uh, people. Um, and Lando and R2 team up for that, don't they? I think so, yeah. Because R2's yeah. Like, doing all the slicing and trying to like release the security locks and all that to like help the family. So yeah, right. like you said, Lando does get to talk to them a couple times, um, but they never quite get a face to face. They never really get in contact with Luke. Like Luke doesn't even get that. Like Luke doesn't get to talk to. He just kind of comes back and he's like, "I talked to them. They were on the ship." Um, right. You know. And then like, like we know how it ends because we know what happens to the parents. <laughs> but this whole time that it's like happening, I'm like, "Oh, are they gonna like help? Like they're right there. Like they are right there. Like is there? Are they gonna? Are they gonna?" And like, they're just like, they're this, they're like this far behind him every single time. And like, it's, it's a like near miss and it's very sad and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it hurts, but I, I enjoy the story. Um, but 17 times in this book, you're like, oh, it might be all right. They're, they might make it. <laughs> yep. Okay. So Luke sort of goes off to like figure out what's going on with the attack and all that. And there's a tie defender. Cool. And he, that comes to face off with him and it's a Sith mm-hmm. with a mask. Now we followed this person a little bit in this book already. It's Kaiza from the mm-hmm. aftermath, a couple of the aftermath books who was one of the acolytes of the beyond. And they were collecting lightsabers and all kinds of Sith relics to sort of like rebuild the power of the Sith, and then they started like getting powers from them. You, you, ta- you be Tashu. You, ta- yeah. you, yeah. you, is helping them out. Yeah, that's like revealed in the last book, like that he's the one that's sort of organizing them to, you know. And he keeps talking about how like the where the dark side power is beyond the, you know, the mm-hmm. the lost re- not the lost or whatever it's called, you know, like beyond mm-hmm. the outer rim and wild in the space, unknown regions, in the unknown regions, and all that. Um. So, it, like, what we're left to think of in that book is, like, oh, Yupta is like, putting together whatever they're going to take out there to rebuild whatever's going to come back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but in this book, it sort of like says that she killed Yuptashu. <laughs> yeah, but in I think he was like pushed down a flight of stairs or something by um yeah so gallius rax in the yeah so in the aftermath trilogy that's what happens Mm -hmm. in that book and then in this book she says like i killed him or something like that or or no i think i don't think she says it i think the other girl uh comat okay thinks that that, that's what happened her that like she killed yuk tashu okay and then I think they were asked about this at Celebration. Mm-hmm. And they were like, is that what's going on with that? And they were like, that's another story to be told. So oh. I think that's another one of these, like, oh, we'll get the answer when we get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got up with two broken legs and then she, I don't know, you know, <laughs> like, right. you know, that's another thing that's going to make sense in the end. Just like Mandalorians wearing their helmets and, you know, I don't know, uh, uh, Riva's motivations. Mm-hmm. It'll make sense in another six episodes. Um, but she's also flying a Time Defender, which I thought was cool, and she custom painted. Yes, I thought that was very cool. And Luke and Lando didn't know what it was. Uh, Lando did a little bit. He oh. was like, eh, it never oh, okay. went into full production because I was on Lothal one time and they had a Time Defender oh, plant right. down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Luke was like, I've never seen this in my life. <laughs> I never played TIE Fighter on the PC. Um, so he faces off against the Sith with this crazy mask and Kaiza ignites the lightsaber. Dude, I was extremely happy that she has the blade of Darth Noctis. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this jumped out to you, but I really like those dark legends and myths and fables, those uh, George Mann books. Right. So... This is one of those things that I was like, holy hell, like the blade is curved. This is not mm-hmm. a curved hilt. This is a lightsaber in which the blade curves. Um, think red scimitar. Um, mm-hmm. And then Luke is like, oh, I thought that was just a legend. And I was like, me too, Luke. I read that book too. Um, so I, I was jazzed. I like that. I don't know how you feel. Tell me how you feel. Um, I, I wasn't, I'm not as, my, my son loves the George Mann books. I'm not as into them. I really thought it was a good, a good use of it, mm-hmm. a good way to bring it in, especially if, you know, th- th- considering that the, the, you know, she had as, as a former acolyte of, of the beyond, you know, they were directly given Sith artifacts. I right, thought it was a right. really good way of using it, but you know, that's not. As awesome as that was to see, and as well as it was used here, it's not the most important Sith artifact that she had. Yes, yes, true. But as a weapons guy, as a lightsaber guy, I was right, like, yeah. no! Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I do like those books. Um, nope, nothing else to say about that. Uh, the okay. art is exact. Uh, the art is always, you know, the Grant Griffin art is so awesome on each one of those stories. So that was one of the stories where I was like, what is this nonsense? And then I read the story and I was like, this is awesome. And mm-hmm. to see that sort of like pop up here, it's another one of those weird threads that I never expected to be picked up. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. And like Luke recognizes it immediately, um, but he doesn't recognize the mask she's wearing exactly, but he, he like they're fighting, but he 
Luke can perceive that it's not just her. Like, yes, he can see that it's her and a shadow that he's fighting. Um, mm-hmm. That there's some sort of other entity involved here. And this is sort of where. Like we're all these like this is the beginning of where all these threads don't tie up to where we think they're going to tie up. Mm-hmm. Like she is also trying to get to Exegol, mm-hmm. but they all think she's after the family because the family's like, we're being hunted by the Sith. Then she shows up. So they're like, oh, like they came for the family, but mm-hmm. she's not after the family. She's after the crystals that Luke took on. What did I say? Yo Turbo. Um, I think so. Yeah. Because she hasn't, she has some other of those shattered shards. And apparently those shards come from those giant screaming crystals on Exegol that destroyed uh, Ochi's eyes back in the day. Mm -hmm. And thus can like these dark geometries can lead them. If they collect these crystals, the crystals, the crystals themselves can guide them back, I guess Mm -hmm. is what, That's what her mission seems to be. Collect enough of these crystals so that she has enough that can bring her back to Exegol. Or not back, she's never been there. But that can take her to Exegol where her and the mask can figure out the secret to eternal life. Literally, Mm -hmm. there is a guy there on Exegol who's going to be like, nope, no eternal life here. (laughs) Don't know what you're talking about, sorry. We made the whole trip and everything. Um, She loses the battle. But she doesn't, like, die. She runs away on her tie defender. Mm-hmm. Luke goes, I still don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> but at, like, one point during the battle, like, he can feel the crystals reacting to her and her mask or whatever. Like, she has more of the crystals. And it's like they're drawn together. Yeah. Right? It's like magnets. Right. They the need to be is. together. Yeah. And I guess that's how, like, if you get a big enough magnet it'll take you back home to because they're all trying to go back to the big crystal that they were shattered off of or whatever, which is on Exegol mm-hmm. uh, back where Ochi's eyeballs are. Uh, let's see. So she ends up running away. She loses the battle. She's like, I can't fight him. He's such a powerful Jedi. Um, YouTube was right. <laughs> um, and she goes back to her like hideaway, which is also like a droid foundry. Yes, which we find out why later on. Yes, and this is the part where it starts happening there, and I'm like, huh, okay. And then later it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, she has droids. All right, to the rescue of speeders. I don't know what I wrote, but I think this is when they're chasing... I think these, like, now they're chasing Ochi's people. Yes, they're on a planet with... with- because Lando has like two two very high end speeders on the speeder bike. Yes, and it's it's very well written like double chase, and I think Ochi and his guys they actually kind of successfully ambush both Luke and Lando, mm-hmm. but end up getting getting out of it and just barely getting away. Right, right. And Luke, like, there's, like, a weird, like, not a weird scene, but like, there's a very like Jedi scene where Luke is like, look, I don't want to try to kill people. And then the guy drowns on the speeder and he's like, well, I can't save him. (laughs) Right. Like he tries to save the guy, but like the guy crashed the speeder and goes underwater and like dies. And Luke's like, yeah, I tried. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not written like that. Like it's written in a very Jedi way where Luke is like, 
all this death, like, you know what I mean? Because of these Sith and because of what they're after. Like, I need to figure this out and solve this so people stop dying. Um, but I'm like, you can you can let one of these suckers die. Like, these are Ochi's little jerks that he was drunk with a half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And, like, the, 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 the joke there is that, like, Lando's like, well, I got, like, the high-end one. And Luke's like, look, I don't care. I'll just take this one. And then Lando's mm-hmm. all pissed off because he takes the expensive one. Yeah. Uh, so that's just like funny. It's like me and car people. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. This one. Oh, man. Uh, so they regroup and they decide to go back to Delphi, which is like the station that they originally got the reports from with Halo Squadron and all that. Mm-hmm. I think that's where like Shriv is also. I think so. Um, but they go because. Uh, where did they go? Oh, because I think Luke is trying to get the coordinates for who he thinks is going to help them. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we cut to this Lieutenant, this, this, uh, this guy that Ochi goes back to, which is part of the, what it's like CSA. What is it like? So the, the corporate sector authority okay. is, was originally made for the Han Solo series of novels in the, in the late seventies. Okay. I think these were the, after Splinter of the mind's eye, these were the first official star Wars books that were written deep pull and i'm sorry i said deep pull very deep mm-hmm. um and the author this they came out before empire strikes back and the author was basically told write stories about han solo and chewbacca but they can't be going up against the empire so he invented this quasi government quasi business called the corporate sector authority which owned this like a um, thousand star systems that did not have like native life or something and it basically uh, exploited but of course it did it was just covered up right, right and they exploited the resources of these planets and han you know ended up in this air and they, they paid off the empire in order to operate um and han ended up there ran afoul of the the csa mm-hmm. um and it's been mentioned it, it so it was used a few other times in in the eu it's been mentioned a few times in the new canon. I know um, Cantonica was in the CSA. Mm, okay. Um, so th- they are, from my reading, the First Order is not a thing at this point. Right, right. And right. there are some parts of the Imperial Remnant getting direction from someone they don't know mm-hmm. out in the Unknown Regions. And this person was sent to the CSA to basically do some do an arms deal, right? Right. Because the the CSA is funding the Imperial remnants. Gotcha. That was my read of the situation. Yeah, for sure. So they point Ochi at these people. Mm-hmm. So Ochi. So you have like this quasi military governmental. But still, somehow, uh, this is all this all reeks of capitalism. Yes, yeah, uh, very much so. Yeah, not my capitalism. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but Ochi goes over here. Drunk Ochi goes over here and is like, "Hey, I said they said you were going to send me reinforcements." And it turns out the person he's dealing with is Pride. Uh, yep. I cannot remember this dude's first name. I think it's Elric or Enric okay. or something. The, the, the guy that's in episode nine that like shoots <laughs> the spy. Uh, yeah shoots uh hucks. hucks but like just like a, a very 
intimidating and straight-laced individual. Uh, mm-hmm. The th- three minutes of four minutes of screen time that I have seen him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, having to deal with drunk Ochi <laughs> asking and for favors. My two favorite parts of his appearance. One, Ochi steals his flask. <laughs> I forgot. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Ochi steals his flask. That's and so then, important. Yes. And <laughs> then he, go, you know, they're on some cold planet and he, st- he starts this internal monologue, Pride does, about how he was hoping to have the flask keep him warm. And he remembers this coat he once had because he was stationed on Endor before oh, yeah. the Battle of Endor. Yeah. And the coat was made from an Ewok family. Yeah. He's like, they were warm. They were useful in their own way or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, uh, so my favorite part is where he's like, the hell is a Bestoon anyway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which yes. we have all been asking. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'm starting to think it's a place. I think, I think it might be. I'm like, this dude reps it so hard. But now mm-hmm. we have, like, they've said it a couple times that it's the droid crush of Bestoon 2. Hmm. So they have to come from the same damn place. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's that's just some of my joy right there. And, mm-hmm. and like, the, just the distaste and uh, of, of, of pride dealing with drunk Ochi yet somehow, like... He's got his orders from on high. It's like, give this guy what he needs. And Ochi's like, I need a bunch of men. Like, give me, give me all your, ga-. you know, and they're like, okay, what do you want to ship? Like, I need everybody, you know, like, and he's dealing with drunk Ochi and he's like, oh, this is like the worst. And then he gets his flask stolen. He doesn't know where Bestoon is. <laughs> um, man, is this enjoyable? Uh, there, okay. So then we got some flashbacks of Hyper Karn, which I believe no, 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 I guess it's not. Uh, well, basically, that's where Ray's mom is from. So that would yes, be where Miramir yeah. is from. And that's where she met Dathan. And I, I mean, I, well, no, that's where Ray was born, right? I think they, I think yeah. that's what it said, yeah. Because they didn't leave till she was like, if there's something in the book that says like, you know, like it was easy to hide a baby, but a t- once they were a toddler, they had to get moving. You know, mm. they couldn't like stay hidden anymore or something like that. Whereas I'm like vice versa. I'm like, dude, the babies are loud. Like a toddler, you can tell to stay in their room. And <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. They had to leave, right? But like they have some really, they have some really nice flashbacks about, you know, and the story is this dude is basically on the run. He's nobody. He has nothing. And he comes to this planet. He like works at whatever these people work at. And he meets mm-hmm. her, you know, like she's rebuilding droids or, you know, she's like an engineer of some type or, or a fixer. Um, obviously she's way better than him at her job. Yes. Um, but like, that's how they connect. They sort of meet. And then he's, you know, like it's like a very, it's not like a quite a meet cute. Cause we're like already past that, but it's a very much of, of he is like, he, he's kind of like living his life for the first time, you know, which if you think about this dude spent 30 years, on this planet that's really sucks. We were there for one day and all it is is cultus and lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's in a place where there's like people and he's met this cute girl at work and all that. <laughs> um, so I, I really liked the, uh, this, the, the, there's a couple of these little scenes and they were, they were very well done. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a, it's a nice little like taste of romance. 
but that it's also yeah. a taste of like who these people were. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things that this book does is like, you get to know her parents, obviously more than we've never known before, but like, like you get to know the kind of people that they were. And I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, big plus. All right. Oh yeah. So they go back to Delphi and Luke's like, yo, let me get, we need a fast ship if we're going to catch up, blah, 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 blah. So he goes and he gets the Star Herald from, oh, now I forgot her name because I didn't write it down. Uh, the Adventures in Wild Space is a series of young junior reader books. And there are two kids. I, I want to say it starts with a K. But basically uh, the girl becomes like a rebel intelligence agent mm-hmm. when she grows and she's, up. Isn't she a descendant of one of the families from the High Republic? The Graphs? <sighs> yes, yes, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> that is correct. Mm-hmm. Lena, no, yeah, Lena and Milo. Mm-hmm. Milo's the brother. Is she Lena Graf? It's got to be Lena Graf. I think so. Okay, that's what we're gonna say for the purposes of this podcast. <laughs> so he goes and he's like, "I know the fast ship," and he goes and he gets her ship that they sort of you know, like. If you've read the thing, you like the book, you know that that was like their parents' ship that they got, and they. Actually, I don't think I think they ended up making a new ship. Um, but anyway, they have wonderful adventures with their little kids with their floaty droid and um, a, a Kowakian monkey lizard. So, yep. you know, check those books out. They go to Lothal. <laughs> uh, it's good times. So Luke goes, hooks up with his homie, gets the ship, and then they go. He's like, I got a friend who can help us. And they go to meet Komat which is an old character to him, a new character to us. Yep. But apparently she is, he, what, what she is. Okay. She's an acolyte of the former acolyte of the beyond former. Yeah. Who this is not a part of the story that we've heard before, but that he helped like save for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Um, and now she sort of lives in her own kind of like exile where she lives on this planet where, you know, like this capital ship crashed. And, you know, the, the radiation of the core is like destroying the planet's ecosystem. Yeah. So she sort of just lives on the planet and like is fixing that. <laughs> and farms some of the radiation. Yeah. Like collects it and like de- slowly detoxifies the planet, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to help make up for her former sins running around, uh, you know, Coruscant spray painting vader lives on the wall or whatever mm-hmm. uh they were doing in those books so but she knows you know she's like oh yes i remember kaiza but she's like it can't be kaiza kaiza's dead okay where are you in on this <laughs> like did that because when she was like kaiza's dead and i was like okay i i was a bit unsure at that too and i was wondering it and I it, we're, I'm jumping ahead a little uh-huh. bit here, but I think the mask had something to do with it. If if what she's yeah, saying is true, yeah. yeah. And it's like I, I, on a second re- like I went back to reread it, like mm-hmm. the opening scene, like we don't know who she is yet, but like the first scene in the book of her is like the mask sending her forth, right? So and like especially how yeah. every time she uses it or she she just like I think it's. I don't remember the exact language, but she feels herself slipping away. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, that like, 
feeling is definitely a powerful uh, theme of this book. Of these people mm-hmm. that are like using these powers and losing themselves. Like it's also happening to Ochi. Like the more yes. he uses that knife, like he's losing himself too. Um, mm-hmm. And like even to a point, like Luke sort of gets lost on Exegol until his father brings him back. You know what I mean? Like that's a little bit of a theme uh, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's sort of telling him the story and then they're like, we need your help, like with hyperspace tracking. And Lando's like, what? Hyperspace tracking? That's not even a thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, it totally is a thing. Because back mm-hmm. in the day when we were Acolytes of the Beyond, we like broke into Coruscant and like took all these, you know, broke into all these like busted bases, Imperial bases. And we found some like records from Scarif that was like hyperspace tracking, but it wasn't finished. But like we finished it. And if you have like the ship's profile, blah, 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 blah. And R2 like, I do. <laughs> R2 like, I got that. And she's like, yeah, then I can help you. Um. And so, like, that's a, like, nice little, like, oh, that's right. Remember when they were hyperspace tracking in episode eight? And then also, hmm. like, in Rogue One, she was, like, hyperspace tracking, Black Saber. Uh, you know, a little bit of a throwback to all that kind of stuff. The, the last Jedi novelization explains it a little bit, and it's it's different there. I don't remember the details. Um, from from what I remember, and it's it's been a few months since I uh-huh. I read the book the last time. But basically, hyperspace tracking takes all the conditions of a ship as it enters hyperspace and using basically this huge database of every travel lane and this and that, a supercomputer will um, basically calculate and track where the ship is going. The thing is, the supercomputer has to be kept. It, it's so powerful; it has to be kept in like a, a perpetual state of hyperspace mm. to to generate the, the the energy necessary to make these calculations. Okay. And th- this was again the last Jedi no- novelization, right, right. and the the only place that it could be done was Snoke's big command ship. The Supre- was that the supremacy or whatever? I think yeah, the supremacy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, he he broke it. <laughs> right. It it, it got broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it, it's it, it's a little bit different here because yeah. it uses a system of I think what was it a system of satellites. Yeah, it's to, more like triangulating it, but off of like yeah. every readout, and then R two is doing the calculations. Right. But the uh, the their sat like the Empire had these secret satellites everywhere, and they're degrading. Right. Right. So like even the the. Uh, the network is sort of falling apart too, uh, mm-hmm. but that was part of it. Yeah. Like the network that they had built. Um, yeah. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, R2 is doing the calculations. They're trying to like figure it out, but then she's like, also like, well, if I'm going to help you, you got to help me. So they like go out in their little radiation suits and they're helping her work out her stuff. Um, and Lando's kind of like, uh, I don't know, man. Lando's like, not, like, there's a lot of Lando stuff that's happening here that is like, it's not like under the radar, but like he's really focused on helping this family. Yes. And in yeah. a way he's like, you know, because helping this family, like he couldn't help, he, he couldn't save his own daughter. You know what I mean? So like, there, like a lot of that guilt seems to be a lot of his motivations on like, I'm trying to stop this from happening to another family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's a little bit like, I mean, when I say it like that, it doesn't sound layered and deep and complex, but when it's like happening, it's really interesting. And it's really like, it's like another side of Lando that like, you don't expect to see that, or at least I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, it's not the thing that you go to when you first think of Lando. Um, so I like adding like this layer to that character. Yeah. Um, which I hope is something that does get explored. Like we still don't have an answer for that. And like by the end of this book, he does not spoilers. He does not have his daughter back. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I really, I hope that is something that does, that is going to get explored sometime in the future. Um, because that's, that's like, that is one of those unanswered questions that I would really like to know more about. So now I have a little bit yeah. more knowledge about the beginning of it. Um, and I really like to see if there's, if, if there's an end or if there's a, something further along, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cause that would be very interesting. That's something that I'm interested in. Uh, da, 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 what else we got? Okay. Dathan has an idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Not trust anybody. Dathan's like, okay, man, like we've done, did they, st- oh no, they didn't do it yet. Okay. So they're flying around in this ship and they're trying to figure it out. And they're like, you know, they're coming up with things like, they're like, well, let's just, let, we can like sell the things on this ship because this is such a like fancy ship. And then they're like, well, it's like this gangster ship. So anything we sell is like, they're going to immediately figure out like, you know, right. Uh, that's not going to work. Um, they're, they're trying to find out what to do. They have nowhere to go. They sort of like in their, in their escape, they've also kind of lost Lando and Luke too. You know, like that's yes, basically yeah. what's happening. They keep escaping these situations, but when they escape, they also kind of escape, like Lando and Luke have to find them again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and Lando's given them like a channel to contact them on, but it's like, it's not like the securest of channel, like other people can still. And then Dathan is also still not sure whether or not he wants to trust Lando. Who is this guy? I don't even know. He said he was with a Jedi. Yeah. Well, people say a lot of stuff. Um, so there's like a little bit of that back and forth and hesitation as well. Dathan decides Dathan has an idea. He wants to go back. He's like, sometimes the last place they look is the place that they've already been. So they were discovered on Jakku apparently. So he decides that if they go back to Jakku, like they won't be looking for them there so that they should be able to be safe. And then he also wants to, He's like, we need room to breathe. We're constantly running because we're constantly like, they want to go back. <laughs> and they're like, what if, what if we leave little baby Ray with Ankar Plutt? He's a jerk, but we can trust him that he'll do whatever, you know, we can pay him. He'll keep her there. Like, it's not the best. It's only temporary. At least she'll be safe. We know he'll shut his mouth for some credits. Nobody else will go looking there. And then we can sort of finish this stuff, kill these people, get out from under the thumb, you know, like we'll hook up with Lando and Luke. Well, we're going to do all the things. Uh, and once we solve our problems, then we come back and get her. And I'm like, cry. <laughs> this is not, they're like, this is just temporary. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Um, but he sells the idea. And let me tell you this much for a person who beat his head around for a a year or two after the force awakens, trying to imagine why somebody would leave their child with Ankar Plutt. 
they did a pretty good job of making a plausible idea and a reason why somebody would leave their child with Ankar Plutt. It makes total sense. Yeah, and it was like the kind of like one of their very few cards they had to play. They did not know who to trust. They don't have any, you know, they got they got nothing. And that was like mm-hmm. the only thing that they knew they could count on. Um which sucks. Yeah. But to be fair, it worked. Like knowing where the story goes, they made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um that's depressing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. Uh, Comat talks. Oh, okay. So she's like, oh, yeah, Yup Tashu gave her this really cool mask. Mm-hmm. The mask of Viceroy Eximpanshad. Okay. Uh, and this mask is similarly possessed. And even Lando brings it up. He's like, I was around the one something like that one time. Remember that time yep. I was around Momin's mask? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I do, Lando. I totally remember the time you were around Moments Mask. Um, and then Luke is also putting together the pieces of like, yeah, that's the other presence that I felt. Viceroy Eximpanshard, you say? <laughs> um, so we get a little bit of the history of the mask. It was a gift from Yup Tashu right before she killed him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then the mask brought her power, but blah, 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 blah. Uh, things were going too far. Then she disappeared. Nobody knows, whatever, right? And mm-hmm. then Lando has a flashback to playing with his daughter in his cape closet, doing yeah. a thing that parents do, which is like, oh, kid, why do you have like ice cream in here? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. With Lando, like all we know of Lando. Like I can picture Lando's cape closet and like his oh no oh no oh no and then just being like "Ah, whatever it's a kid dude like let's just go with it i can wash my capes later (laughs) um and it's really like heartfelt it's really bittersweet and it's really nice to see him just for that second you know what i mean yeah um there are these like little windows like it's this one and it's the like random depa balaba hunt that give you this tiny little like window into these people's past. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're on whatever Comat's planet, and then they start getting attacked. And they're like, oh no, look at all these droids. Is it the droid crush? Wait, these aren't the same droids. <laughs> and they're droids, but like, Kaiza has empowered them with piece, with shards of the Kyber. Yes. And now the droids are tracking Luke's pieces of Kyber. And that's how they found them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come and they have a fight. Rad. It's pretty crazy. Uh, Comad is kind of set up and ready to roll. Uh, and then she ends up joining them. She's like, okay, I will go help you guys. Uh, we've, we just so happened to have started tracking the gold. We finished tracking the gold stone. So we're going to go blah, 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 blah here. Um, and... I don't think there's not. Yeah, this is not the this is not where they face off with Kaiza again. No, uh, but it Luke like they're busting up the droids and Luke realizes these droids have crystal shards, too. So he's collecting more of the shards um, as he goes. And he's also figuring out that that's how they're that's how they found them. Mm-hmm. And I think. No, maybe not. 
I was going to say, I think this is where he kind of starts to figure out that they're not after the family, but I don't think that's true. I think it might. I think it's he starts to get an idea. He's starting to put stuff together. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So they track the Goldstone. The, the Goldstone. Yeah. They go to whatever planet that Ochi's on with the CSA. Um, and they're like, why is like that? Why is Ochi like working for the CSA? And like, all, like they're sort of like, like tracking and watching like they're kind of like they're trying to figure out what to do they're trying to figure out what happened to the family they see the ship the ship is getting searched but the family's like nowhere to be seen they can't tell if they've gotten captured or if they ditched the ship they don't know what's going on um but they see ochi and all his fools and they're like what why is he working with them and then eventually they're like oh they're working for ochi that's nonsense ochi stole that guy's flask that's hilarious Mm. um and then they realize that like two of the CSA like people uh, are like walking off in a different direction. And one of them has a backpack with a tiny little child in it. And then they're like, what? <laughs> and they Lando figures out that they're going to steal Ochi's ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, Oh, Holy crap. They're going to steal the, they're going to steal the ship. So they go uh, there. He's like, all right, we're going to help him. <laughs> and so like, it's, it's Lando and Comat like, causing all this distraction and explosion so that they can get to the ship. And then meanwhile, I think Luke, I think this is where they kind of split up, right? Luke has taken, yeah. Luke has used the crystals to track Kaiza back to her droid foundry sepulcher thing, which I can't tell if it's a ship or a planet. Um, I thought it was like a station or. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of, of, the other place i thought it was a station but i couldn't tell yeah it was like it, it felt like it was almost like a ship like or maybe like a station like you're saying but like not quite a planet but he ends up tracking her there and they have an epic lightsaber fight mm-hmm. and he's like you know he does the luke thing he's like try. he's like hey like just take off the mask like it's not you know the, the mask is controlling you blah, blah 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 she's like it's bringing me power and at one point she does take off the mask and he like does reach her a little bit but then it's like, you know, they, there's the thing like she puts it back on willingly, like, you know, like, nope, she's gone. Like the mask, you know, she's she's taken she's let the mask take her over by choice. Um, and he doesn't like kill her. But their fight like she she's she's dead pretty much. She's dying. Like she gets crushed under this like thing that they broke and like the foundry sort of there's all this molten magma is like, you know, the the battle gets very epic. In a little bit of a Mustafar way. Her arm gets like crushed off by a door and she's like next to death. And then there's like a huge explosion and all the lava and he like escapes. Um, Mm -hmm. But he can't get back in. And then he also like didn't get the mask. So he's like, ah, so he leaves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being like, oh, man, I couldn't save her and I didn't get to, you know, collect the artifact or whatever. And he also like can't confirm her death. And this part is metal as hell. <laughs> so, like, it cuts to, like, this is almost like, if this was an Avengers movie, this would be the little scene after. <laughs> you know, like, the droids, like, pick up her body. Mm-hmm. And they, like, start marching into the lava. And as they, like, melt and, like, start falling apart, they, like, turn around and pass it to the person behind them. As until all of their like molten bodies form a bridge across to the foundry or whatever they're trying to get to. And they mm-hmm. basically like 
rebuild her with droid like they rebuild her arm with their droid arms and they rebuild the mask and put the mask back on her and i don't think it brings her back i think she's gone but i think the mask yeah. like the mask lives mm-hmm. is what i think is oh and then like in then they like shatter all the crystal shards and in the forge they're like they bedazzle the mask with Sith yep. Kyber. So now the mask is like covered in all these like Kyber crystals, uh, which I guess helps them track Luke. Right. Or whatever. Um, but they're going back trying to, they're still after Luke to try to get the rest of the shards. <sighs> okay. Lando has a knife fight with Ochi. Um, he gets out of it. Okay. I can't remember exactly what happens. Yeah, they both do. <laughs> yeah, they both make it out, but uh, like he does. <sighs> okay. Yeah, Lando has a showdown with Ochi. Lando escapes. A showdown with Panshard. Oh, okay. Oh, this is like the big. I think I just sort of. I don't think I finished <laughs> very well on those oh. notes. <laughs> Lando faces off with Ochi. I think uh, Luke ends up coming back, and then he's kind of like, yeah, 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 no, I killed her. Well, I couldn't confirm it exactly. Lando's like, mm, well, that's not great. And then even like Comat's like, well, did you get the mask? No, I didn't get that either. Mm. Okay, well, uh, so they're trying to, they end up going to another place and they're fighting over water because that's when the body catches up with them. Right. And that's also when he figures out that they're like, he, he already figured out that they're after his crystals, but that's when it's clear that they're not after the family at all. Right. Um, and also in the Lando and Ochi confusion, uh, they stole Ochi's ship. Yes, they did. Um, which they take to Jakku. Um, and so he, Luke fights Viceroy Eggs and Panshar because there's no more Kaisa. There's nothing. Right. <laughs> like and there's, there's, there are yeah. these giant worms or snakes. They're like serpents because they're fighting Serp- like over water or something. Yeah. yeah. Giant. Pretty bad. This is like the end of Shang-Chi. <laughs> Yes, it uh, is. Basically. Very much so. Yeah. But it's Luke and uh, Eggs and Panchard, and then uh, he wins, he gets the mask, and he destroys the mask. Yes. Uh, and that, in turn, destroys the thing, and that's... that's the, He did it. Way to go, Luke, with all your power. And he, like, took the blade, too. So he, like, he X-strikes it with, a, like, with a, with a, uh, with his green and a red blade. That mm-hmm. thing is, like, Christmas done. And there's no no more reason for Luke to look into Exegol at all. Right, right. Well, he still, like, didn't find his way there, but he's like, oh, maybe these shards. Like, he takes them all, but he doesn't... He doesn't know how they were... Like, how those would lead him there, I guess. Because that's what right. she was looking for. He knows she was after them, but he doesn't realize that, like, they they could also be a map. But he does end up in the red space for a minute, right? Like, I think so. they make it there to like the honeycomb zone or whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. And I think that might even be like they land on a nearby planet to fight with worms. And yeah, then, that's uh, where it is. Yeah. And then he goes back. So he doesn't like make it through to find Exegol, but he gets all the pieces. He gets the pieces of the masks, a uh, mask and everything. Um, meanwhile, Ray's parents, uh, they say goodbye. Yep. And they, they're talking it out with, <laughs> and this is where the like, 
all the stuff that we know is coming. Like this is where it starts to hit harder because then you're like, oh no, this is turning into stuff I know. This yep. is bad. And I think it, it he buy, it buy the they give him the Sith pendant and it buys was it one season or one year? Yeah, something like that. He's like anymore, and she's gonna have to start working her way off or something like that. Right. Yeah, um, because it's like lightsaber proof or whatever, some very yeah. rare, awesome metal. Um, but he's also like, he's a little bit like understanding, mm-hmm. like in a weird way. Like he's still he's still uh uh, Uncar Plutt. But he's very much like, yeah, well, nasty thing to be done, but okay, blah, blah, blah. Well, anymore, she's going to have to be working, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you guys should check out Pasana. Nice place to be. Like, she, yeah, he she, has the beads in he has his the beads. tent or whatever. Yeah, and Miramir sees him, and then he's like, yeah, go ahead and take him. And then she's just like, he's like, yeah, that's a place, to, you know, you could lose somebody there if you wanted to. Like, almost like he's giving them a hint in a weird way. Right like and it's yeah i don't know it's it's a weird thing because then we know that like we know nothing i don't know like like to me he was almost like you should go over there and disappear this fool mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you do that like more as like or was it was either that or like once you get free of all this that'll be a good place for you to just disappear where nobody will find you again mm-hmm. um so they say goodbye, and then she's like, no, mama, as they take off an Ochi ship. Um, and it is just as heartbreaking as it is in the flashback. Um, so, but like, as that, like, they don't even really leave Jakku, dude. Like, as no, they barely make it out of the atmosphere. Yeah, as they're like out, like, he just like shows up and he just, uh, like, he, he sees the ship. And he's like, because like, I think there's just a tracker on his own ship. Yeah. Right. Pride put it there. Pride put it there. There you go. And so he's like, they don't even make it out of the atmosphere and he goes and the, the scene is heartbreaking as it, we all knew it was going to be, but it has this air of like, like Miramir is not defeated. No. Like, and she's defiant. And she, like, her last thoughts are like, you didn't win. And I like that. I like that even in in death, there's like a little bit of a victory for them, which like pays off if you follow the story as depressing as it is. She is safe like until she's ready. You know what I mean? Like they did win. They did save their kid. Mm -hmm. Um, As depressing as that is. Uh, and then he sees the Akiaki beads and he's like, oh, y'all hit her on Pasana with these like one place where these beads are. Oh, my God. You guys are so dumb, like so dumb. And by now he's drinking like jet fuel. Like, yeah, he's he's gone through Pride's uh, uh, flask and he's like refilled it with whatever. Jet and then he, and he kills Creed. his friends, right? He does. You, yeah, because the blade yeah. wants it. Yeah, the blade wants more, so he stabs them. The blade like drinks blood, and then he like kills his like the guys that he's been bragging at the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, Pride's done with his nonsense. I don't think Pride came along for the ride. I think Pride just pointed him in the right direction. Right. Um. Uh, so Ochi heads to Pasana. He unloads his little speeder, throws one more thing at Dio, mm-hmm. and then, takes a few more drinks. Yeah, takes a few more drinks takes his knife 
takes his beads and drives into a whatever the, the stupid sinkhole Sinking fields and dies mm-hmm. boom but uh, so here's another thing like this is another one of those recontextualizations uh, uh no google docs i did not mean to type pasadena i meant Pasan. <laughs> uh he because of this like because of the context of miramir and the beads and everything this recontextualizes that to be like she won like she she killed him yeah pretty much like she led this fool to this place and then he just stepped into a hole um mm-hmm. i don't know why he parked so far away from the city but whatever <laughs> people uh, do that in star wars yeah yeah it is uh, like he wanted to walk up like a <laughs> like cad bane on freetown over here but he had a speeder what was he thinking yeah, so that scene is also pretty well done. Um, and he's like, the whole time, it's like this stupid, like, this overconfident Ochi, like, you guys are so dumb. They just kid the kid. I can't wait, man. I'm going to get this kid. I'm going to take her back to Exegol, and then everything's going to be fine. Uh, takes another swig. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it for him. Yep. Dust. Cut to 30 years later. Hey, I just put a picture of Lando's armor because uh, Comat gives it to him towards the end of this book. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Luke and Lando, they end up picking up the pieces, too. They end up tracking. Uh, they track Ochi to Pasana mm-hmm. and they find the ship. They find that he unloaded something and they don't. They It's like a dead end. They basically they don't find the tracks that go into the sinking hole, I guess uh but they're like he just disappeared the door is open he didn't even close the door uh and luke's like and and lando does a kind of like well i guess you got to go back to your temple but you know what i'm gonna stay here i don't know if he stayed there for 15 years but also i don't think that has to be such a hard rule and fast rule anymore no i don't think so you don't have to like this book does kind of what some of the prequels do and that they sort of close up those avenues with all of these things like they put these people in the place that we know we're gonna find them like, we know we find him on Pasana later. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we can all, after Kenobi especially, I think we can all stop thinking that, like, just because a person goes there and lives there doesn't mean they have to stay there for 20 years till the next adventure. They can have plenty of adventures. What if Lando just wanted to go to Cloud City? It's fine. Um, oh, in fact, I think, is it his connection on Cloud City that gets them the line on Pasana? That's what it is, right? Is- oh, could they go to Jakku because they mm-hmm. track the thing to Jakku. And then, and then um, he's, they see, the bodies so are floating in space. The bodies yeah. in a like cargo container. Yeah, and, and Lando Lando finds that, and then that's how they. Yeah, he finds the beads, and then like he sends it like one of his friends, who's like a former wing guard from his Bespin yeah. days. You know, is like, oh, those are from Pasana. Like, and that's how they get to Pasana. There's some cool little like mystery stuff. I'm underselling it, but <laughs> yeah. like that that is cool. And then like also to be like, hey man, he still talks to one of his security guard. That's rad, dude. None of y'all talk to your security guard. You don't know your security guard's <laughs> name, man. Lando's an all right guy. Um. So yeah, and then uh, Co- he goes and he works. He stays with Comat for a, quite a while before he decides to go to like to go to Pasana and really like pick up the search and stay there and like really try to uncover things. Right. Um, and she gives him that armor that apparently is the wind raiders of Talaran or something like that. Okay. Uh, no, that's, that might be something else. That sounds 
Some, something I've like, heard that before. They said it. it might not be this. It, yeah. That's that is either a thing I made up or a thing that I read somewhere in a comic twenty years ago and can't quite remember the roots of. That sounds very sounds much good to me. Like whatever this was. If it wasn't Talleran, it was something else. But it was like Wind Raider or Wind Rider. It was something like that. It might be a Clone Wars mini comic now that I think about it. <laughs> With Ahsoka on a bird. Um and so, yeah, that's kind of like where it kind of all ends up. Luke goes back to uh, Osses and like little teenage Ben is like, hey, man, I was a help teacher in lightsaber classes while you were gone. Also, I have scruffy hair. Um, and Luke is like, should he make his nephew cut his hair into the traditional Jedi ways? Eh, too late to do that stuff and have stuff now. Let's just be Jedis and enjoy ourselves. But he does make him call a master Luke instead of Uncle Luke. Ah. Yeah. So it's a... Uh, it, he goes back to Asus. Uh, Lando goes back to. I don't know, man. I really feel for Lando in these books. Um, and that's 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 the threads that I want picked. I know what Luke's doing on Asus. <laughs> He's gonna be teaching a bunch of people. Then some really bad stuff's gonna happen. I got it. Uh, but man, I want more of Lando stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's kind of where it closes up. It's it's a you knew it was coming. It's a it's a very bittersweet ending. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's also very like uh what's the word? It's bittersweet, but it's also like like I said, man, just knowing getting to know Ray's family, like and how much they did care about her and how much they were trying to fight for her future or to make mm. sure she had a future. And then the fact that they succeed. Like it could have been really easy to write this and it like it, it, it's still kind of a depressing book, but they did that really good star Wars thing of leaving that seed of hope, that seed of like defiance and that seed of these people not giving up in the face of the inevitable and even succeeding yeah. to some point where like, I think like after all is said and done, I think the parents saved their, their, their child. They saved Ray. Ab- absolutely. They you did. know, you know, she had a, she had a rough however many years. Yeah. But she was saved and, and like, you know, it was it was a lot like Obi Wan and Bale taking the twins and yeah. hiding them away for a while. It's until like it rhymes. Ex- yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh I I really, really liked it, and I think that was one of the things that I liked. And then also the uh the Sith stuff not really having anything to do with the Sith that we know. Like, mm-hmm. Ochi was the connection to the Exegol cultists and the Sith Eternal, right? And Exim Panchard and, and Kaiza were trying to get to Exegol. Everybody else is trying to get to Exegol, but none of them know what's going on in Exegol. Except mm-hmm. the cultists that were like, hey, Ochi, here's a knife. Uh, presumably. You know, and even Luke, who's like the dark side is clouding this stuff and the force is trying to tell him something. And at the end, he sort of thinks he's got it figured out. And he's like, "Okay, I destroyed the mask. Now we're all good. You know what I mean? Like, even he thinks that, like, like he doesn't see the uh, shadow behind the other puppet, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I like that, too. I like that there's a. Like, they all get pointed off in this direction. They have a lot of work unfinished. But they also, like, don't see the bigger picture of what's really happening. Uh, And that's, like, a really weird thread to walk. 
and mm-hmm. I think it was done well. Yeah, it 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 had, even though it's telling a story that we know the ending to. This book had a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. and to make a lot of this stuff make make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it and it it was just such a it was I think what five hundred pages. Yeah. Um, and it 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 told it very well. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't feel like a uh, like it's a big book. But it doesn't yes. feel like that in the way that sometimes like, like it doesn't drag in a weird way. It does feel a little bit like there are a lot of things going on because once you start figuring out that these separate threads are not as connected as you think, or at least like maybe the way that I read it, because I sort of went into being like, OK, well, let's see what's go- You know, well, how did the emperor work all of this out? Like and I'm waiting to see, you know, him pulling the threads and everything. And it's not even that. No, I like, you know, you. Yeah. You hear his voice during the Ochi parts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because Ochi, Ochi has, you know, the Sith Eternal that's give right. him a vision. Yeah. Um, and I think you're set up to think, because soon after that, uh, Kaiza has a vision. Uh-huh. And I think you're meant to think that it's it's Sidious, but it's actually Exum Panchard. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, one quick thing that I forgot. When they come and they give him that vision, I forgot that they turn his eyes off. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, Ochi was trapped in this darkness that he like had never like. And then he's like, oh, no, they just turned my eyes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Uh, any chance to get a laugh out of Ochi, I will take. Gladly, <laughs> sir. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, and Komat has. No. Yes, Komat. Komat has purified lightsabers that Luke purified for her. I kind of glossed mm-hmm. over that. Uh, she starts using lightsabers at one point because I guess she collected a bunch of Sith relics. And then, you know, at some point, the idea is at some point during her adventures, Luke purified her crystals and now she has like a Soka style lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Also, there are just lots of these little things. Uh but it, it is really, really a good book. And I really think like that Lando and Luke dynamic works really well in a way that I did not quite expect it to like, not that I didn't think it was going to work, but it just worked mm. differently. Like there's even a scene where like Lando kind of goes off and he's like, yeah, well, you guys all went blah, 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 blah. I was, the, I'm the one who stood out. I'm the one who's still out here looking for my, and they were like, and Luke's like, yeah, man, I, I'm sorry. Like, I should have asked how you were doing a little bit more often. <laughs> and, you know, as a grown man, I can be like, yeah, man, there's some times in my life where I've been like, man, I should have reached out to a friend or two, <laughs> you know. Um, but there is like a little bit of and it kind of reminds me of there's a I feel like there's some Han and Lando scenes like that in, in Last Shot. How they kind of like work stuff out that way. Right. Um you know, but yeah, I mean, Lando's a, a really, really good character. And I really want to see uh, like this particular era slash direction of whatever's going to happen with him. I'm really curious to see, like, I can't wait till we get more stuff now that those movies are done with to mm-hmm. like make this era fuller. I and, think. Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing that after the Ahsoka show. Uh, okay. But I think this definitely I mean, I'm. I, could be wrong probably right, am right. wrong but i think this is at least the first step towards that yeah for sure 
Um, yeah, man. Uh, good times. This is a great yeah. book. Uh, if you guys at all are interested in like making those movies have more depth, this that's like one of the biggest things. Like like I said, my biggest. No, I mean it's it's unfair to say my biggest critique of this book is like it makes Rise of Skywalker better, <laughs> because I don't want a piece of media to depend on another piece of media. But like aside from that. It also has a really, really good story with real depth in it. And like most of these stories have been doing that lately. Like the books, like the quality of most of the books is, is great um, that have been coming out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, this one sits up there for sure in a way that I didn't expect. I was like, oh, cool Sith stuff. Let's let's see how this goes. Um, but really, it's it's got layers and it has a lot of interesting things. And then on top of that, it connects in crazy ways to the sequel trilogy and sets up a lot of things that I think, like I said, man, I, I, I need to go just watch her. I'm going to go watch why Skywalker like this week. Yeah. Makes and, me want to watch the, the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And just uh, do it up again and be like, yo, 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 you lost Ochi. <laughs> Don't try to look scary. Uh, anyway, the book would have been shorter if they just turned his eyes off again. Yeah. <laughs> if I was general pride, I would have been like, turn his eyes off. <laughs> where's my flask gochi yeah all right man i guess uh that's it closing thoughts okay. all good uh great book yeah yeah good times where can people yeah. find you on the internet king tom uh you can find me on twitter at tom chansky and then i'm on the sith list every week where we just launched a patreon and we're putting together some you know special shows for that and then i do um patreon shows for steel wars blue harvest and the bad motivators sweet uh, make sure you're going to do that. Make sure you're checking out King Tom everywhere you can check out King Toms. And make sure you're checking out the Rogue Rebels everywhere you can check out Rogue Rebels. Um, go read a book, read a book. And that's it for this episode of the podcast. Hey, Ochi Eyeballs out. Peace.